Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, Ian and I are talking about how to sell high-priced products via an e-commerce website. So let's get started. Hi, Ian. How are you? Hi, Mark. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, today's topic, we want to do selling high price products online as obviously a difference to doing probably your normal uh, average order value is probably anywhere up to like about $100 is probably your kind of normal average order value. So high price products, we're probably saying like $1,000 upwards, um, you know, and, and the more, the higher the price of the product, we're probably getting more extreme. And, and these techniques we're going to talk about today will be even more important. So we wanted to do a kind of like um, high price products in 20 minutes podcast, no fluff, just go through it. So it's hard. Uh, let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. It's going to be hard. Yeah. OK. So, I mean, average order value is one of the biggest things I think that can impact your strategy. You know, it's very if you're selling something for 20 pounds or 20 dollars versus 2000 pounds, or 2000 dollars, you know, it is. It, it obviously dictates a lot of the strategy. Um, one, of, one of the things, the first thing, Mark, I want you to talk about mm. is the time it takes to make the decision. So yeah. Just think about, just just give us a, give us, talk about the buying window. Give yeah. Me, give so, me a couple of examples. Yeah. So if you think about high price purchases, you know, you make, that everybody makes, cars and houses, for example, we can't expect people to buy in their first visit. It, just because it's e-commerce, just because you've got an ad to basket button there, doesn't mean that they're going to completely, re, re, you know, change the way they buy just because it's online. You know, we have a much longer buying cycle. You know, you wouldn't, um, you know, if you're at the supermarket walking down the aisle, there's a reason they have sweets there and not cars, uh, because you don't go to the till and go, oh yeah, I'll have a have a Ferrari with the with my shopping. You know, it's um, it's a much more considered purchase and um, the, the sales cycle is much, much longer. And because of that, um, I'd say that lots of things like Google and Facebook, they're kind of geared to an average order value of around um, $100 in that, that their tracking is kind of set up for that. Their tracking is not necessarily set up for those long buying cycles because you'll often mm. have, you know, someone may be coming to buy something very expensive and the thing that brought them to the site, by the time they're actually up, ended up buying that you won't know what that was unless you've got some very good tracking between the two um so So i think what you're what what you're basically so rather i think you're saying you're saying the long buying cycle i think what you what you mean is the time it takes for them to to buy is a long time it takes it's a lot more it's a lot more of a considered purchase so it takes a lot longer for them to make the decision yeah yeah, and Doesn't I also it? think with the with the higher higher average order value is that people tend to enjoy that that buying decision as well. It's usually something that they enjoy, unless it's B two B, which is you know a, a different kettle of fish. But if you think about the big purchases you're making, it's usually something that is 
kind of enjoyable, like a new car or a new house or um, yeah. you know, a very expensive dress or something. It's something that you um, want to do and enjoy. And therefore you kind of like, you, you almost enjoy the buying part of it as much as the owning of it. So yeah. um, it, it, it's, it's, that tends to kind of, you know, open it out as well because people, people want to enjoy the buying of it. They, 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 you know, they're yeah. buying some expensive art. They actually don't want to just go, yeah, I love that painting. Thank you very much, Dom. It's like, no, I'm, you know, I've not many times in my life when I'm going to go and spend $20,000 on a painting. I want to actually really, you know, understand what I'm going to get kind of thing. Yeah. And so, so and so because, yeah. so because the traffic needs to be, it takes a long time for people to buy much longer. That's the key, isn't it? That, that they're coming they're coming to the site maybe and they're coming to probably lots of sites thinking about it um yeah you know, deliberating backwards and forwards for a long 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 time so that so that's when you'd want to warm up the traffic wouldn't you yeah so you've got to consider that all the traffic coming to the website is cold there's very little hot traffic coming to your site unless you kind of got you know someone's warmed them up somewhere else then maybe they've had a conversation with someone and said oh you should really go and buy from here but they've if someone's coming to the website and seeing you for the first time they're cold so all traffic needs to be warm so you need to think about that you need to think i need to have a mechanism to warm this traffic up so in order to warm the traffic up there's 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 various ways of doing it so some of our clients who have higher higher price products, they tend to use Facebook groups and communities. Um, so they'll put um, prospects into uh, their existing Facebook groups and communities, and those Facebook groups will can, will have existing happy customers in there who are talking about their experience with the product. So they'll use that to warm up their um, their new customers with existing customers. Um, they'll have email sequences. Um, talking about basically how to choose the item. So, you know, be really helpful because obviously if it's a really big purchase, it's probably something that people don't buy very often and therefore how to buy it is, is, mm. is part of it. So, so let's do, give a couple of examples of products. Well, yeah. are we talking yeah. things like garden furniture for, you know, yeah, a thousand could pounds? Be, could, be, could be garden furniture. It could be, uh, you know, like there was a farmhouse table company who you know they sold their, com- their tables for 1500 yeah. pounds there was the the art gallery that we, we worked with a couple of months back you know when the people were yeah. buying you know five thousand pounds worth of stuff um mm-hmm. there's um you know a, a handbag retailer we work with who she's got about i think her bags are about 500 pound upwards and i could probably say that's you know it's a decent purchase for people um so it's really anything anything where the, the the purchase kind of makes people stop and think you know um so you know if you're having bespoke curtains done they can get very expensive or you know it, it's it's something that um you have to think about so yeah. they you have to show them how to choose the item because people don't want to make a mistake there's a lot of anxiety about getting it wrong because they're, they're, they're having to spend a lot of money um and then also in the email sequences we need to show them other people getting the job done or how they've got their job done because they're very interested in that it's very much you know that kind of content works it's like you know they know that they're about to spend a lot of money they know that that's going to make the seller biased because if they're going to drop two thousand three thousand four thousand dollars on something 
the seller is going to be biased towards going, yeah, yeah, just give it to me. That's fine. It's great. But what they actually want to see very uh, most interestingly is that they want to see the existing customers and what they've done in their experiences because they trust those people because they're effectively them in, in a few months time. And that's what they mm. want to see. So showing people getting the job done and featuring them and, and, and showing how, you know, how, how it went well and all that kind of stuff works really, really well. And also because it's an anxiety, if you think about you're about to give someone a decent amount of money, um, getting them to know the creator of the product or the owners of the business, because um, people buy from people and they buy from people that, that they know. Um, so, you know, mm. warming people up, um, getting them to understand, getting them to use to the voice or seeing them on video or seeing them on audio or um, their writing style or pictures of them. Or, you know, there's a reason why a lot of these people, they actually, you know, friend them on Facebook and things like that. And they actually get them into communities and then start putting, you know, they might yeah. be selling something you know, very expensive, but then they also might be showing them pictures of their life and things that are happening because they go, well, I, I kind of know these people now and I kind of trust them because they're like me and, you know, X, Y, Z, and I can, yeah. I can trust making a big purchase with them. So, you, so you, you, you're essentially saying that it's, you know, there's more risk, isn't there, because it's more expensive. Because, mm -hmm. it's, because you know, there's more, there's more to lose, so they're, they're more aware, they're more anxious about it. They're going to take longer to make the decision, and they're going to take well. They're going to take longer to decide to buy from you, then they're going to take longer to decide to ultimately buy. Mm. Um, and it's it's more risky, isn't it? And it's more anxious. I mean, you know, there are the, you know the, we're talking about um, you know an emotional type product really here. Mm. You know, there are because you know from what what we've just said, but there will be some rational problem problem solving purchases. I mean, you know, but it's rarer, isn't it? That, yeah, unless you're B two B and and someone's kind of like you know like uh, you know a father when he owned the bakeries and he would want a big you know a new oven or a new pie machine or a proof machine or whatever it was, you know he he would be spending you know twenty grand on something and it had to work, you know. So he would be yeah, much and it, more. And that, and it, it might yeah. be that, that something's broken and needs to get it repaired and fit a new one today. Mm. So he'd ha he'd just have to go. So it, therefore it would be a very quick figure. But you know, but, but, in but he main, would buy, yeah, he would buy off someone he trusted and had a relationship with in that case. And therefore, yes. the person that allows them to do that, that builds a relationship with their marketing funnel was going to get the sale. So the most important thing you can do is capture their email address. And from studying lots of marketing and running companies for companies like for businesses mm -hmm. like this, um, we basically live and die by the email bribe. So you'll see it in these kind of, if you go and find an industry where the, the average order value is high, you'll see that the, the, uh, the email bribe is basically a fine art. So they'll, they'll, they'll have got very nuanced at, at getting the email address out of, the, out of a decent proportion of the traffic coming to the site. And the reason they want to do that is because obviously then they can then warm that traffic up. Whereas without that... They can start, can start a conversation with them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and they can, you know, because their buying window might be, you know, month or two months. Yeah. You know, they need to be able to keep in touch with them, like any good company would. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the chance of people landing onto the site and it's pretty cold traffic, um, the chances of them actually buying there and then are very, very low. You know, yeah. so, so you've got much, much greater chance to get the email address. Because it's obviously you're not really asking any risk here, 
Um, mm. And that's why you need to think about, think about ways to get it. You're much more likely to get the email address than you are to get the sale. So go for the email. Yeah, get the, the email sale, and then you the can email. use the email to push them into your warming yeah. sequences or your warming, you know, whatever you're and doing. They may, buy off, they, may be, they may buy offline through the email as well. You never know, mm. depending on how, mm. how expensive it is. Yeah, actually not buy on the the website. Obviously, you well, want them to. Yeah, but, but you, the you thing know. is, you get them into a conversation, you're much more close to sell, yeah. aren't you? So yeah. if we think about the traffic coming to the site, now, uh, you know, typically we've seen you know, 50% of the traffic comes to the site will not only never buy from you, but they're never going to buy this type of thing from anyone. They're just basically how traffic works, and they're, mm. they're tire kickers. So there's going to be loads of people who come to the site who look at this thing but never actually ever buy it. It's just part and parcel of selling something expensive. You're just going to get a lot of tire kickers, some people who are interested in this thing but never commit to it. About 7% of the overall traffic will be making a purchase soon from you or someone else. So that's the 7% who have an immediate need to close. And then the, the remaining 43%, they'll make a purchase sometime, but it will be in the far future. So we need to organize our marketing follow-up sequences to A, uh, identify and flush out the 7% of the traffic that's going to be making a purchase soon, and B, have a system in place to turn that 43% into future revenue that we can warm up over a long, long period. Mm. So allowing that 7%, so that the 7%, we want to allow them to get into a conversation to, with, with us. So we will we'll be using as part of our flows, like personalized follow-up emails that look like normal emails to get them into conversations. We'll have chatbot flows that will invite questions from a real person. We'll be welcoming them in when we put people into our you know Facebook groups. We'll be welcoming them with a with a with a personal message and, and talking to them. What? Welcoming. Welcoming them. Well, so when welcoming. we put them, yeah, when we put them into the. When we put them into the Facebook group, we won't just add them to the group. We'll just we'll actually send a personal email saying, hello, you know, welcome to the group. Here's the resource you asked yeah. for or whatever, you know, and, and getting them into a conversation and having a start a question um, and building a script for it. So and yeah. then once they're in the community, what we will be doing is, again, having content that would flush those seven percent out. So rather than just posting videos we would probably say something like, we've just recorded a video on our latest installation of a pizza oven where we talk about how to match the stone so it lasts longer. Comment below if you want to send, uh, wants to see the video. So instead of just putting the video out there, we get people to request the content, to engage, to get it. And then that then allows us to kind of start the conversation with those with those 7%. So we're all everything is, is geared towards starting a conversation with that 7%. So we're flushing out the engaged buyers with a kind of request for content type of content. Mm. And that, that works really, really well because that 7%, obviously over time, that 43% who will make a purchase sometime, once they're warmed up, they will then be flushed out by that type of content mm. and you can then help them with the purchase. So that leaves those that 43% of people that will make a purchase sometime in the future. Um, and for that, we need to create uh, some kind of long-term warm-up medium. So, you know, you'll see this across different uh, markets in e-commerce. Some people use podcasts if it's a very informational type purchase, a YouTube channel if there's kind of, you know, there's there's a lot of people on there looking on it. So like Jed, Jed for example, who does uh, cast iron cookware, 
he's got a great um, YouTube channel because the 43% of kind of like that, that came to a site or, you know, are looking around it, they'll buy it sometime in the future, but, but they need to be warmed up over a long period. Um, or you can use a blog. And what you want to do is you want to use your email list of subscribers to send to that weekly content. Because if you're selling something like a kitchen table, for example, like a farmyard kitchen table, and that's the only thing you sell, your email list really is going to consist of people who haven't bought yet and people who've bought. Now, you could argue that people who've already bought are very unlikely to buy another kitchen table very soon because they've been bought. So therefore, your email list is about your main focus of your email list is warming up the people who are that 43% with mm. some regular content so that A, you warm them up, they get to know you. And when they're actually, you know, when they're ready, ready to make the purchase, you are the obvious people to make that choice from. Yeah. So um, yeah. that is essentially the marketing funnel that you need to get going, but you need to kind of invest in that over time. And, you know, take, for example, this podcast, you know, when we started, we had to go for many months without getting any any feedback from it because what we were doing is we, we knew we were building an asset for the long term and that's the difficulty for people starting out in e-commerce selling high price products is you've got to go through the period where you create that content and you create that platform and you just don't get any feedback to tell you it's, you're going in the right direction you have to have faith yeah, it's building because because it takes because the buying ones are long so it might take people two months to make the decision to go and buy mm. that you know, three thousand pound kitchen table. Um, but the biggest you know, mistake I, people do is they don't link up their email marketing with their YouTube channel or their podcast or anything like that because you need your e you need your email channel to seed your podcasts yeah. and your YouTube videos so they start to get. So email views. is like the glue. You know, without the mm. email, you can't have a conversation. Mm. You know, you and then it, it pulls everything together. So as you put your YouTube content in and your, your, you know, your blog content, you use email to you help that be communicated. Exactly. You know, you, exactly. you're pulling it through. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, if you think about it, it's, you know, because, you know, it, it, this might be a purchase that only happens, you know, once every couple of years. You know, it might lead to other things, you know, the, you know it could be it could be the, the starter of a journey. But so but people are starting this journey. And, and I think. You know, with 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 content, or I mean, the, one of the mistakes I I think people make is that they get obsessed with it, with making their website images look fresh. You know, the homepage, they change images all the time, mm. um, and they're changing email creative all the time, and all the email follow-ups need to be changed, and and, and because they're looking at the website every day, mm. and and they oh god, it looks dated, it looks dated, you know, and actually. It probably does. It looks dated for you as an owner because you're looking at it every day. But if somebody's coming onto your website once or twice a year and buying every one, you know, couple of years, it's it looks new for, to them. It looks fresh. Mm. So if you've got content, and I'm not talking about the overall layout, and obviously if you do have tired-looking content and tired websites, then you do need to sort that out. But if you've got content that works really well, don't change it. Um, or for the sake of changing it, just because you think you've used it for a year or two, or or even six months or a couple of months, because it, it you know but people it's new for people. Mm. You know, I remember I remember you know, a couple of images for some clothing sites. We had a picture of like a James Bond type guy who was leaning on the, this E type Jag, 
and the client was like, will you stop using that bloody image? And we we're like, no, we're using it because it converts three times higher than any other image you've given us. Yeah. So we're going to use that one. Oh, yeah, because okay. customers didn't like, care. They didn't care. They, 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 for care. them, it was the first honest. time I'd seen it. Hmm. And he's like, oh, it's not in tra- It's not on season now. We, we don't even sell that product anymore. And I said, yeah, well, we don't care because it pulls people in. It, it, it's, you know, it, I think it was an image we were using on a landing page, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it, it was like an that. offer. It was a landing page offer. It's an offer on a landing yeah. page. And it's yeah. like, it, you know, it was really old, but it worked well. And because the customers are seeing it for the first time. So yeah. who cares? It was new for them. Yeah. And I think the, the only thing I'd, I'd cover, um, you know, I, I think if, if people are selling high price products and they, they want to do well with it, if they follow that funnel, they'll do very, very well. And, and yeah. um, the only thing we should also talk about is how the fundamentals of high price products change the ads basket stats. So the ads yeah. basket stat, you know, in the book, we talk about the ads basket stack saying it being 11%. Now that's never going to happen if, you're, if your average order value is, you know, $4,000, for example. So, you know, it's similar to like the furniture sites, the, the, you know, the high-end furniture sites. They, you know, they, 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 they're lucky to get a, um, a, a, an to basket of about three and a half percent, you know, mm. probably the biggest one I've ever seen in furniture, like who was really, you know, <laughs> doing a lot of traffic. I mean, you can get smaller ones who are very niche that have very low stock and do small runs and get a lot higher. Like the guy who created yeah. those watches, you know, with Steve McQueen's, um, uh, motorbike and things like that. And I mean, he's going to get a high average order value because he's only got a limited, he's only making four watches or something out of it. But like someone high, who's high, doing high ad to basket. Yeah. yeah. Someone who's doing high uh, yeah, we, uh, value and is, is driving traffic well, it, Google shopping. Your conversion rate, going to be low. add to basket and basket to order and conversion rate is all relative to the amount of traffic you have. I mean, there's an easy mm. way to get your conversion rate up, but it's to reduce your traffic. Yeah. You know, you don't want high conversion rates. You want a site that's under pressure you know mm. if we see a site that's got six seven percent conversion rate we say well you're leaving money on the table you need to you need to put the site under more pressure it mm. needs to be pushed harder so you know you're aiming for you know the minimum conversion rate your website can be whilst it's profitable so because you should be pushing it with traffic you should be paying paid advertising to put it on the well it's all it's always about making the traffic profitable isn't it and you kind of go out yeah. and say well if you know we could spend 20 grand more a month but if we do that then we become unprofitable and you go why do you become unprofitable well it's because if you actually look at the fundamentals our add to basket rate has gone down to this percentage and our basket to order has gone down to this percentage so you know yeah. therefore then you know that we can go and get 20 grand worth of traffic if those two kpis hold true if they if they stay where you know where they were before we started mm. having more traffic so that's kind of gives you the idea of where to go so it it's the same fundamentals for large um it is purchases, the same it is the same but I, except I, I just say I, that it's harder it's harder to kind of tie the original marketing to the purchase because if it's if it yeah. takes you like four months sometimes to could turn to those some of those 45 43 percent of traffic that buy sometimes but yeah. not now well the benefit of it the benefit of it your average you know the average order value is obviously bigger so your margin is bigger you know not mm. your margin percentage but your margin pot so yeah. you can afford to go and spend more in your advertising because mm. you're you know, you've got much more to play with you know if you're selling something for 20 pounds yeah it's very difficult to recruit them under 10 quid if it's through something like Google Shopping. 
Yeah. Um, whereas if it's two thousand pounds, you know, you could quite easily spend comfortably two hundred and fifty quid on your Google Shopping on it. Yeah. To convert, to convert. And what's them. really dangerous about these high-priced product companies, if someone comes in and takes that business over and then says, oh, well, why are we spending all this money on Google? Why are we spending this money on Facebook? And stops the advertising for one month. And they'll go, well, we haven't lost many sales because yeah. what's actually happened is those the money you spent four months ago is now driving the sales in this month. You've dropped sales, you know, you dropped money this month and you think, oh, we're having a great month. Well, I'm, I'm a genius for stopping all this traffic but actually what you've done is you've stopped the future you've stopped the future yeah. from being warmed up so it's very easy for an idiot to come into the business and, and look like a genius without realizing that they've actually killed yeah. a golden goose um so and the, then the, the trouble is to, if it takes four months to convert somebody it's going to take you <laughs> once you've figured out you've you've, you've messed the business yeah. up it's going to take you four months mm. to build it up again it's so true so the, so the significance is really the email addresses you're capturing isn't it that that's what you're that's what you're yeah. measuring. Well, it helps you seed a lot of the other stuff that you're doing. It gives you the control to push them into co- the communities, gives you the control to push them towards your warming uh, content. Um, and it's it's where everything can start. So yeah. the significance of the email bribe or your chatbot flows or your ways of, of getting um, uh, that content. And, and, you know, people in these industries they, they tend to have not just kind of conversion uh, campaigns in Facebook, but also lead generation campaigns as well. Because yeah. if you can use, for example, if, if Facebook knows that those customers that it's going towards are people who would likely buy, and if they come to the website but don't buy, then it makes sense for you to remarket to those people who engage with your ad with a, with a lead generation. Because Facebook has told you in the conversion uh, campaign that those people are likely to buy so you can get if you get their email addresses they're more than likely people who might buy you see whereas if you just went yeah. out and just did a lead generation ad facebook yeah. would start start focusing on well who's going to give us a lead which might be very different from someone who actually buys yeah. so there's different ways of um of doing it but it's just a slight nuance on on what we teach yeah. uh, for the most part of, of, of all these other podcasts yeah yeah, no, cool. it sounds it sounds it sounds really good. Yeah, generally, it's the buying window is longer, so you have to start a conversation with them because it's it takes a lot longer to do. Um, to and it's and and I think that, you know the people are more anxious generally because they've got more to lose because it's more money. So yeah. you have to really go into that um, that conquering anxieties. Mm-hmm. And when you mm-hmm. make a statement, you always have to back it back it up with proof. Yeah. yeah, and and obviously yeah. here's all the thousands of customers that have benefited from this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, you know, things so like that. closing comment: you're basically in the warming business. You are warming up a community of people who are going to buy from you in the future. That is your main main business that you're in, and you've just got to work out a way of doing that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Ian. I shall let you Thanks, get back Mark. to your uh, nice summer in the over in the UK. Yeah. Whilst I sit oh, in the cold. Holiday today. So you got me out of bed. I was on holiday today as well. So yeah, well you finished the sacrifice. Finished. You were on your way back. Make... True. I was on True. holiday. So yeah, there's nothing worse than back coming to my back holiday. from holiday. You're on holiday and you're like, oh, it's good. And then you come back yeah. and you suddenly realise that you've got 500 emails. Actually, I didn't have many emails. So my my virtual assistant, uh, MJ, thank you very much because I came back to a very nicely organised. You inbox. lucky boy. I don't yeah. have a virtual assistant. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we're working. I've, I've checked with emails on holiday. Yeah, well, I, I do too, but it is nice having someone getting rid of all the rubbish stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'll speak all to right. you next week. Have a good week, and um, yeah, we'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.